All right, we are here and ready to do a Bible study for this podcast. So, uh, as usual, I'm Steve. I'm here uh, hosting this uh, podcast episode of the Sunrise and Shine podcast, joined as I have been lately by the lovely and talented, beautiful, intelligent Shelly Nelson, and also a couple other new friends. I'll let you introduce yourselves real quick. Ladies first. Um, I'm Kat. We got cat. We have a cat in the house, <laughs> and we have. Uh, my name is Caleb Allen. Caleb Allen in the house. So these are a couple of folks that are part of our church at Awaken Church, and uh, also as we're recording this podcast, we have a live stream going on Facebook at the same time, and uh, typically we'll like look what people respond and questions they ask on that. But it's so far away from me tonight because we're trying to get as much of our crew as possible on the on the screen that um, I can't see those. So I'll just, if you're joining us on Facebook, we will answer and com- communicate with you after the fact, I guess. So um, we're going to be in 1 Kings chapter 19 for a few verses about Elijah. And uh, before we do, I just want to uh, give a shout out to the family of my good friend Dave Short. And uh, Dave passed away yesterday, uh, 39 years old. From COVID-19, um, he'd been he, he contracted it a little while back and he's been in the hospital on vents and everything for a while. And yesterday he passed away, and so um, just been processing that for 24 hours or so, and uh, kind of wrecked a little bit. And honestly, this one hit hard. This is like somebody you never expect anybody that you know for it to happen to them. But for, but mainly if you're a pastor and you had somebody who was a young person in your youth group you never expect they're gonna go before you do you know what i mean and so i was kind of thinking about that and i was thinking about dave was like this guy who always had this sense of humor that was just he could make you laugh but then some most of the time we just go a little bit too far and that was like all the way into his adulthood but definitely as a teenager and one i remember specifically we had a youth rally at our church, and our youth, our, our group was hosting it. So we had, you know, 150 or so uh, teenagers in our church auditorium in the sanctuary. And I was doing this this uh, teaching, this sermon on how we a lot of times get in in messes. We get in and we get ourselves we we get in trouble and we complain about the the mess we're in. But nine times out of ten, it's kind of our own fault. Like we, it's our it's our own doing. And so I did this skit with, and I had him do it, and he like had with his other other teenagers in the group, and it was like it was like they're at school in the lunchroom, and he opened up his lunch and he says, "Man, peanut butter and jelly again! I got peanut butter and jelly every day." And he's like going on and on about how much he hates peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And so the friend finally says, after he goes on and on and on, it's hilarious just how he's complaining so much about peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He's like, and the friend is like, "Why don't you just tell your mom not to pack you peanut butter and jelly sandwich?" And he's just supposed to say, what does this have to do with my mom? I pack my own lunch. And then, you know, go right into the sermon. He got this idea that he was going to overplay it, overact it. He goes, I make my own dang peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And he takes it and throws it all the way through the (laughs) church sanctuary. It hits the back wall and it hits this, this, it's like a, this church had a balcony. Hits the balcony and just kind of sits there for a second and then slowly slides, slides, slides and falls. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm like, Dave, what, what, what are you doing? 
<laughs> and he's like, I say, that was not in the script. He goes, yeah, it just, it just felt right. <laughs> it just felt right. <laughs> it just felt right. You know, I, so I went and cleaned up the peanut butter and jelly. That's what you do. But that's what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. Um, <laughs> it's not that something like that happens and you're like, well, I feel like, you know, God told me to do it. But sometimes we do things and we feel like, you know, um, I, there's the voice of God. So that's the question I want to start with before we get into 1 Kings chapter 19 is, what would you say, uh, or would you say that you've heard God's voice? And what would that, what, what is that, what is that, what's that experience like if you had? And you know, it could be, what is that? An out loud voice, an inside voice, a feeling? Has anybody experienced any anything like that? I feel like it's, um, I believe it's a, a feeling. Like I don't hear voices in my head, but it's right. like, <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's like a, a feeling, like a, a overwhelming sensation almost. Um, and I believe that correlates to like God speaking to me. Um, yeah, yeah, I get that for sure. So it's kind of like a you know it's a feeling, but it's it's not. It's like this is me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, we also have uh, Mr. Kane here as well. He's Who's a, giving he's commentary a, in the background. Com- commentary. <laughs> he's a dinosaur. Okay. Oh, well, of course. Of course you we are. We have a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> First time we've had a dinosaur on the podcast. This we've is great. A, yeah. Maybe that's what the voice of God sounds like. Maybe. <laughs> the voice of God sounds like a dinosaur. It's just so powerful. <laughs> is it that powerful? Any, anybody else? Have you like feel like you've, you've heard? You would say, "Well, I, God spoke to me." What would that? What would that mean? What would that sound like? No, I had one. I had one part of my life where, yes, God spoke. It was words in my head. I was freaking out about something personal, and the words were clearly in my head. Was if you don't stop. What you're doing now, whatever you're worrying about, is gonna happen. Because mm-hmm. all of this worrying is gonna make it happen. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, and and <laughs> it wasn't a voice. It wasn't like something I heard. Right. It was just words in my head. Gotcha. Yeah. That actually reminds me of the time I was maybe like 12 years old, and I was mad at my brothers, and I I don't know why, but I was just like, you know. I'm going to just open up the Bible and see what's the first thing I've seen. And uh, I can't remember the story, but basically uh, about uh, it was three brothers and they shipped off one of their siblings. Oh, fun. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just like, so I just decided to read the whole thing. And I was like, man, that's crazy. Like, why out of all the words in the Bible, the first thing I see was just about three brothers. And I was like, yeah, uh, this is... Don't uh, ship off your siblings. Uh, I'm not going to Right. Have you ever um, heard someone say, like, God told them this or that? Like, they claim they heard God's voice, but whatever they were saying made you skeptical? Like, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody have, have one you can share? I mean, without telling, don't say any names. Like, you know, bust out somebody. Not personally. <laughs> I've heard, like, stories of people who've committed crimes and say, you know, God told me oh, wow. to... You know, do this to this person because they're evil. 
and that's called baloney. Working in a retail way over here, just plenty of conversation. Um, but I, there was this lady that came in there one time, and she was just like, uh, the other lady was there, she was like, yeah, well, well like, why did you do it? Like, how could you steal that much? She's like, well, God told me to do it, and then he told me that he would forgive me, but it would also help me out in my time of need. She goes, um, no, that's not providing. <laughs> That's you wanting it to be so that way I was just and like, they, were, they were just like so loud and she was like, you know, sometimes the devil disguises himself as God's voice. And then she was like, no, but this was definitely God. And she was like, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> While you're serving time, here's a Bible. <laughs> Read this. Well, you have plenty of time. That's crazy. God told me to steal because he would forgive me. And she was like, she's like, and this is God providing for me in my time of need. And she was like, no, not at all. Wow. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. yeah, I've definitely, I, I believe, heard, you know, somebody say something. I, well, God, I believe God told me this. And a lot of times it's like, that don't, that don't match up with the God of the scriptures, what you're saying right there. So, yeah, yeah it makes you skeptical at least. Um, so what are, what are some things like stereotypically when you talk about, you've heard... <laughs> You've heard God's voice. What? How, what does that sound like? Um. You, uh, you stereotypically. Yeah. Like from other people's perspective. Right, right, right. Uh, they might think you're crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I just think of like Evan Almighty, or just like the big booming oh, voice. Like, God, yeah. is that you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Give me a sign, and there's all the signs. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> He says it's got lights. It's, it's There's a red, a red it's button. A red Don't button. touch the red button. They'll end the podcast. The Don't button. ever in your entire life <laughs> touch the red, the red button. button. Kane's like, this show is over. <laughs> well, he'll do that like on FaceTime and stuff. He's just like, all right, this conversation is over because I said it was. It's Goodbye. over. Your first lesson in life. Smart. Never touch the red button. Just move, it. Just move it a little bit further you away. You the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice callback. That's a good show. Yeah. Bye. I think, you know, Bye. a lot of times when you think of what is what does God's voice sound like, we think of like a big booming grandpa, like maybe even angry. Like, Ooh. I think I'm gone. a lot of people that you know, since uh, they just think of like the burning bush and just this like big booming voice and fire, and just you know, because we saw the movie. Yeah, and they're just they're like, oh, well, you know, it's going to be extraordinary for me, like it was for him. Yeah, no, bud. <laughs> so probably not. Probably not. Well, let's look at an actual. This story in First Kings nineteen that actually is Elijah, and he actually hears and he speaks to God. Um, so I'll read it and then we can discuss it. Um, let me begin in verse nine. Uh, Elijah came to a cave where he spent the night. Okay, backstory real quick. Um, the evil queen Jezebel and the evil king Ahab are killing all of God's prophets. Elijah's like he he is or thinks he is the only one left. All right. So, back to verse 9. But the Lord said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Like God does. <laughs> what are you doing here? Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. 
And after the earthquake there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? So let's stop there. That's this. That's the... Because he tells him, you know, he gives Elijah instructions of what to do, and it goes on. It's actually really beginning of a couple of really cool stories. But this interaction with God, when he hears God's voice, what initially, what, what are some thoughts or, or things that come out, that stand out to you guys? Well, I think that he was listening for God's voice. And so he knew it when he heard it. Okay. Because he, you know, it wasn't in the the loud blast, and it wasn't in the earthquake, and it wasn't in the fire. And he listened to all those things, and he knew God wasn't there. But you have to listen in order to hear. Oh, that's good. I'm writing this down. Because I'm actually going to preach on this in a few weeks. <laughs> There's no more juice. It's just here. What did you say? He listened and what? You have to listen in order to hear. We, it's like we, you know, we walk around in a daze and we want God to bash us over the head and get our attention first. Yeah. That's good, though. You have to listen in order to hear. That is so true. Hey. Wow. That's Thomas the train entering, Man, the, Thomas, entering into the... Thomas, mean did Thomas? I do <laughs> it did say you just want him to throw it in your face. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That is, that's as they say. That'll preach. You have to listen in order to hear. No. All right, what else? Other thoughts, just initially? I got a few more questions that will take us a little deeper, but I just want to hear what your initial thoughts are. Oops, she's going to hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like how it's like, all of the symbolism of the ways we think that God would speak. You know, the earth, you know, earthquake and fire and thunderstorms, all that stuff is all like symbolic of typically when you think God speaks, it's a loud, booming, Caleb! You can't help but pay attention to this. <laughs> right. I like how, how afterwards it said, and after the fire, it was just a sound of a low whisper. Yeah. So it, just, it wasn't booming or anything loud like like everything else was, but it, it stood out because of just the, the stillness of it. Right. Another way it's it's uh, translated as, as breeze. Like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a gentle whisper or a gentle breeze. And so I think that's a lot of times why we might actually miss the voice of God because we are so, we have so much of the earthquakes, thunderstorms, all, like the world around us has so much noise. Like there's so yeah. much stuff happening in our world that gets our attention and our, our listening ear that we can miss God is in the midst of that but he's the you know he's the gentle whisper mm-hmm. he's kind of getting drowned out sometimes um, so God's nature uh, it means that God is close enough as a whisper I like this this thought like God is as close as a whisper because whenever you whisper I mean, you, to really whisper to somebody, you get up close. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's one of the symbolic things. It's like God's not out here yelling mm-hmm. at you. He's getting close enough to whisper. Um, what's, what do you find encouraging about, about that? About the idea that, that God whispers? That he's always in there. Even when you feel like you're far from God, like he's still right there to be able to be like, 
Yeah. Ah, damn, he's gonna do this. You know, um, having him just close enough to, like you say, be able to whisper to you and get your attention. That's like God is always near. Like he's not way over there, but he's right, right by your side. Yeah. We, I think we miss that because we, we always think of God as somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Even like, because when we pray sometimes, we like, I feel like God is, God is somewhere else and my prayers aren't getting past the roof. But it's not like we're talking like. Yeah. And I like, I heard somebody uh, speak about that one time. It's like, when you feel like your prayers aren't, are bouncing off the roof, that's okay because God is right there. He's not up, he's not on the other side of the roof somewhere. He's, he's right at there. you looking up. Like, yeah. What you looking, <laughs> looking at? I'm right here. I'm right here. Yeah. Anybody else? What, what do you find encouraging about the, the reality that this shows us? God is as close as a whisper. Um, well, I mean, in this instance, Elijah's doing something. I mean, he's running away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That God doesn't really approve of and God doesn't want him to do. And he's going to turn around and send him back. But he's not, you know, God's still there. God didn't leave him or walk away or throw up his hands in frustration and go, you're such an idiot. Even right. though sometimes just, we are such idiots. So it's a little <laughs> bit of like the prodigal thing. God's, he's the God who's still waiting for you to, to turn. You just, it's, it's good to find comfort in it because you feel like even when, um, you know, you feel like God has forgotten you or like you've forsaken him or anything, like he's still just, he's right there. Like he's in the silence, he's in the stillness. And it's like, you know, you're always going to be able to reach out and he's just an arm's length away rather than, you know, a sky's length away. Yes. I'm writing this down. Oh, you're good. (laughs) Y'all say good stuff. And another thing is, I mean, if Elijah, because Elijah is like the dude, and right he's still he's still doing something right right in this minute that is you know is not really the the best choice mm-hmm. and you know if if Elijah can make mistakes and God's still there for him we can make mistakes and God will be of, there for us I just think of Paul like if homeboy can make mistakes. He's, he's still loved, like done as much as what he does and he's still he's still just so loved it's like man there's nothing I can do that you know is gonna make me loved any less exactly that's like that's the grace that we tend to miss I think it's important to kind of keep putting ourselves into the story because their story is our story I mean that's like to me that's the point of scripture point us to, to, to God through Christ obviously but but you know we are we are the Elijah I mean sometimes we feel like we're the like I'm the only one left and they're trying to get me too you know it's like I'm I'm running for my life because he really is I mean if you read the story okay. Je- Jezebel's Jezebel's pretty nasty they were doing exactly what he said they were doing <laughs> yeah um, so how do we kind of take for granted maybe the uh the reality that god is as close as a whisper that god is with us how do we how what does it look like that we sometimes maybe a lot of times take that for granted Uh, we take advantage of of just knowing that that comfort take advantage of you know just like the the peace of mind and saying oh hey yeah there's still a good chance i can get into heaven because you know i can (laughs) repent i can forgive but i've just been really bad lately yeah 
it's that verse that said love or that person who quoted on saint augustine i think it was love god and do as you please we it's that sort of situation we take that for granted a lot you're right god's right here with me Mm -hmm. i'm good and then we go off and be selfish right which is the opposite of love exactly Right. So whenever you ask, like, take it for granted, is it like, do you also mean like take advantage of? Like, well, you could, yeah, you could look at it that way. Because uh, that's how I was thinking of it. Uh, Miss Shelley said, mm-hmm. like, you like, oh, well, God gonna forgive me anyway, and still just. It's uh, do that whatever. mindset. It's better to ask for forgiveness and ask for permission when it should be the other way around. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can ask for forgiveness when you didn't ask for permission, but it's not better. Well, <laughs> and, and deliberately doing something because you know you're going to be forgiven is not love. Right. Yeah, that's no. manipulation. Yeah. And I don't think you want to try and manipulate the God of all creation. Yeah. <laughs> not when you read some of the stories of what happens when people... Right here, all this is happening because the people were manipulating God. They're like... They ended up with the evil queen and king. Yeah, I don't want to be on that, the, the other end of that. Yeah. So, one of the things that that where Elijah was able to actually hear the voice of God, like she, I think Shelley said that like when we started off, he was listening. He was listening. He was looking. You know, you have to listen Active in order to hear. Active participant. Active participant. Absolutely. So one of the things I think that we missed that he had. I mean, he was in solitude. Now he had. He was like had to be because he was running for his life. But we can experience like solitude <laughs> deprivation. Like we don't. We don't experience solitude enough that we can hear God. So, I mean, completely, uh, think about being completely unplugged. And I mean, including your phone. We all have phones either. I think all our phones are on. We got the Bible, podcast. We got two, one showing the, the video, one sh- uh, recording the vi- recording and showing. And we got another one over here playing games and videos. So, Thomas the Train. Yeah, Thomas hey, the Train. Nothing wrong with Thomas. So, think about this. How often do you like fully like unplug, including the phone? When I sleep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When you sleep. Now you got that Honestly. fifteen minute devotional in the morning, and then when you sleep, and that's about it. Yeah. And see, I would. I a lot of our devotionals are on our well, phone. I was gonna say my devotionals on my phone. <laughs> that's. A, I mean, exactly. I, mean, I couldn't. I couldn't say I have my phone off. I mean, it's straight up in the Bible app and the and the devotional and the scripture reading for my day. Um, but you know, you know, putting that aside, how often? And I, I think it's you know a challenge for us mm-hmm. as a, as a, why, why is it? Why do you guys think like it's such a challenge to be to get into solitude and actually unplug? Because I mean, if that's where the if that's where the whisper is, then maybe I want to do it more. So what, what's the challenge to that? Uh, we've grown to be reliant on it it's all around us we've accepted it in our homes we've accepted it to help us do our daily tasks so it's hard to disconnect from it because then it's like once you disconnect it you're literally wondering like what what should i be doing like you could write a list out of things to do and a bunch of it is probably dealing with like you'll first go to your phone uh Hey Alexa, uh, right? Know, a, whole, a whole bunch of different things. So I find that that's the reason it's so hard to disconnect us because it's such a part of our life now. Uh, right. Well, I, I mean, and I know I grew up with technology. Uh, you know, 
especially. I, I know a lot of people that, you know, we've known phones, you know, longer growing up than we haven't. Like, I've had a phone longer than we haven't, mm-hmm. um, you know, at this the point that we're at right now. But it's like, even with, you know, Hello. they would encourage us to read and do everything. But it's like, your AR points, you still had to take those tests and, like, computers and stuff like that. So right. it's like you could never really unplugged from it and that's from you know such a young age and it's just instilled you're welcome but there's so many excuses revolving around it like oh well what if so and so calls me and i miss mm-hmm. something or what if this happens and i and you know i, I gotta know right now and i don't want to miss out on anything right so there's a little bit of fomo right if you're missing out mm-hmm. yeah that's definitely the reason i don't like taking naps because <laughs> every time uh, every time I used to take a nap like I always wake up to missed calls missed texts my dad called me talking about my mom called you why you didn't answer I'm like bro I took a, a hour nap no, what's I, going on I had on? that same conversation like my mom called me when I was picking him up and this was today like right before I came and she was like, you need to, like, speak for yourself. I was like, excuse me, what did I do? And she was like, well, I haven't heard from you all afternoon. Like, and you didn't answer your phone. What have you been doing? And I was like, well, I was I was getting cane. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> just living my life, man. She was like, well, I just I just want to know what you're doing. Just going to make sure you're okay. But I'm fine. Like, yeah. You're good. Right. Yeah. And see, and I, I'm with you guys. I mean, we grew up, we've grown into this as a culture. But I can definitely remember, you know, being much older than you guys, like when you weren't twenty four seven available. I mean, I always grew up with a pastor's always available. Well, you would either call his house or call the church, and if he didn't get them, once you got answer machines, I mean, that came along, you could leave a message. Other than that, there wasn't no texting, calling you like I should be able to call you at, you know. Four o'clock in the afternoon and get you like that because you got a cell phone. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, everybody had space and margin in their lives. And yeah. now you, I mean, I have to work. To put, even our context, you know, waking church as far as the pastoral part goes, you guys know we got we're a small group, mm-hmm. and so the pastoral part isn't the same as pastoring a church of seventy five, a hundred, or two hundred, three hundred. But at the same time, if I don't make sure that I put in margin, like make time to do this, to have solitude or unplug, then it don't happen. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not getting a text or a question, I'm texting or questioning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think a couple things are, A, it's harder. It's hard work to make it so that you are disconnected. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just don't want to put that, you, you know, you don't want to put that effort into it. Because it, it physically takes effort and the telling of people you know i'm not going to answer the phone immediately sometimes and you're just going to have to learn to live with it and another thing is a lot of us aren't comfortable with ourselves Mm. and we would much rather be distracted from the fact that we are not comfortable in you know certain situations or doing certain things right that was powerful. So, yeah. how does someone who is really comfortable with themselves make you feel? In this. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I just, I, I'll be in awe. I'll be like, how can you teach me? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Like, I, I would be like, man, I wish I was like that. But then I'm studying, like, all right, how how are you so comfortable just with yourself? And, you know, my spark a conversation. I know a few people that's like that. And I'm just like, that's so weird. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, but how it, are you so comfortable being able to sit there and not overthink, like, every little detail of your day? Like, and like so that's why I appreciate having a phone because it's like I can disconnect and like yeah okay that's normal you know or you can rethink so like okay yeah other people feel this way instead of just me feeling like I'm isolating myself from it because it's like oh man like you know I'm stuck to ba- really my own devices which is my head and mm-hmm. I hate that mm. yeah like I got I got a, a a random motion where like I could just be sitting down and a thought come in my head while well, I want to reach for my phone and I'm I'm reaching for my phone, like for no reason. It's not like uh, I'm like, oh man, I got a text, but it's just I'm reaching for my phone. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> what do I need this for? And like my phone could be in a whole other room, and I'm like, I left it in there for a reason. Why? Right. Mm-hmm. Why did I just reach for it just now? And it's just, so it's uh, a habit too. Yeah, it's not it's that a habit. It's not. It's not from completely like we're reliant on it. It's also a it's habit. become a habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get that. I mean, I I be honest i mean i got the habit of doing the same thing i'd be watching a tv show and be like oh let me see what, what let me see what's on twitter like, why why do i need to see what's on twitter right now it but got it just... to the point like at work i had to stop carrying my phone around my back pocket because i would pull it out like every 30 minutes because i felt i felt it vibrate but i was like no it's just like it's settling in my back like that was it and so it was just like yeah like i have to distance myself away from it and so much of our so much of our stuff is on here like all my books are on here my music is on here. My Bible is on here. My communication is on here. My shopping is on here. <laughs> right. You know, what's not on here? <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it's so much on this one device and just like if you got multiple devices in your home as well as it's like each of those apps individually, if you don't turn off those notifications, it's always you're always going to get a notification. Right. Like, I turn off all my notifications. Oh, if yeah, it's I not my texts or calls, I turn all of it off because yeah. it's like they got an algorithm to where they notice, well, uh, Steve, you haven't been on in 10 minutes. Check out who this person you don't know what they just posted. Like it's some random stuff. Like I have like, I have two Instagram accounts, one for music and then, you know, one for just, you know, normal normal life. And so it's like I'll get notifications from both of them and so I'm thinking like, Oh, you know, maybe it's a like or someone reaching out or whatever and it's like, Oh, so and so posted on their story today. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> I don't even know or, who this is. <laughs> it's like your your story got one hundred and thirty seven views. Go ahead and post another one so you can get the same and it's like that instant gratification that instant satisfaction of just knowing oh hey this so many people saw it let me try to match that and so yeah. you get into like and that is something i guess media. the introvert in me does not get that mm-hmm. i Same. don't get that at all uh, the whole the whole need for likes thing mm-hmm. i i don't i don't get well, it it's a personality thing it's, sure. it's weird because it really I, I i guess like as my person i feel like i'm in the middle like i'm not an introvert but i'm not an extrovert but i like when it comes to social media I don't really do it. Like, I post because I feel like I, I kind of like share more than anything. You're like, I, I yeah, like, your Instagram stories is like everybody else. I'm like, I know who all Caleb's friends are. <laughs> <laughs> I, know all Caleb, I know who Caleb's brothers are because he's like giving them all a, 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 what do you call it, a repost or whatever. Yeah, Can you, that, I never figured out how to do that on Instagram. That's all I do. That's all I do. I 
Press the three dots and share to story. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Just, I don't make posts of my own because I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like it's like people live on their social right. media. Like, I know some people like live on different apps, like live on Snapchat. Like mm-hmm. you'll see the guy a billion different posts. I see people live on Twitter. They post at least a hundred times a day. I see people live on Instagram and Instagram has become a headache. It used to be my favorite app. Nah, I can't yeah, be on it for really five yeah. minutes. Yeah. And so, it's like I, I share a lot on Facebook just because it's like, okay, in a year from now, I'm still going to laugh at that. So I like to see. <laughs> but it's you like, gotta, and you got to keep doing it because <laughs> you put some stuff that's so I'm like, dude, that's right on right there. It's like, no, it's so like, that's why I share it. But it's like, I, I get people message me all the time. They're like, you got to stop sharing that. And I'm like, what's well, my Facebook? So it's like, <laughs> like I'm going to post what I want yeah. to. And it's like not even posting, it's just share. And they're like, it's getting annoying. I'm like, no, I don't care. Yeah. Like I've been you on don't a really, have to, you like, can unfriend me. You don't like, have to. <laughs> I've been on a really big like, Twilight kick recently, and I think they're hilarious because it was so relevant twelve years ago, and now it's relevant again. I'm like, this is so funny because it's like I'm in a different part of my life right now, but I still find the same satisfaction from it. And uh, it's like one person encouraged me, and now I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no, it's like I like I, I would love to see like the amount amount of time spent on Facebook between me and Steve because it's like I swear every time I'm on there he's on there because it's like my spot notifications. Stephen Nelson like this. Stephen Nelson how had this. Stephen Nelson comment. But whenever I go on, it's like cat just yeah, posted, cat just posted <laughs> this. Cat just posted this. I'm like, it's a contest. I'm like, I'm like we're bonding. We're, we're not we're both on there all the time, but just somehow we just. We have a we have a no, Facebook I'm connection. You, the algorithm it, it, it noticed. Oh, yeah. they oh, yeah. know each other. We can right. see the algorithms have given up on me. <laughs> I haven't posted anything to no. Twitter or or Instagram Yay! in ages unless it was a news story that I re- retweeted uh-huh. or a something from my Animal Crossing. It's, it's funny. <laughs> my, my Instagram they gave up on me. They don't even tell me about people that I know anymore. They <laughs> This random person, uh, like this random person, uh, post, and I'm like, yeah, you're not like, gonna get I don't know. I, my logic with like sharing just like funny stuff on Facebook is that you see so much negativity and like yes. hate. It's like, come on, just make it be funny. Like, make it be what it used to be for. Like, you can share news and everything in between it, but right. you know, I'm tired of seeing about everything else. I want to be funny. Exactly. That's why I'm like, I'm not gonna post. You're not gonna see political stuff on mine because. There's enough of that. Why do I need to like reiterate? Yeah, you know. Um, but here's a, here's us kind of bring this back in. God can speak to us through every kind of means there is. God can speak to us through our social media. I mean, it could be a post somebody makes, or a video clip, or a song that's on a on a TikTok. I don't know. It'll be you know whatever. God can can speak to us through that. But I think what I'm hearing is more often than not that's the noise that's mm-hmm. the that's the earthquake the storm the, the, fire. the, the fire and after the fire is when the gentle whisper and so uh, you know the thing is how do we what is what is the next step what's the challenge to go okay we realize this this is a bunch of noise and we are all in in the middle of the noise call it white noise you guys know what white noise is right mm-hmm. <laughs> we it's it's all of that but how do we get through that and hear the whisper? What's the, what is uh, what's the? How do we get to the place where we can be okay with a little silence and solitude? Prayer and meditation, and a lot of reading, reading the word. 
understanding that like you're not perfect but and that's okay and you know take small steps like hey you know let me try to go 10 minutes without this white noise that's always bothering me and let me replace that 10 minutes with something that will positively benefit me whether that 10 minutes is spent reading a new chapter in a new book that you want to read or just sitting in silence and just breathing I know like lately I've just been having to just calm down and just like sit and just like I have my watch on sometimes and sometimes they'll catch it on the on a mark and it'll be like ding and it'll be like breathe and I'll be like slow down and you know but yeah sometimes you just gotta well, it's like, I, I think the, the question is more, not more so like, how do we, because we, we all know how, like, you know, it it's, says it plainly right here, but it's like, do we want to? And mm-hmm. it's a matter of just, of, of getting into that different mindset and challenging yourself, you know, for a few days, like, okay, let me disconnect because I know how, I know that I can, but it's, do I want to, do I want to feel like I'm missing out? And then it's just a change of mindset and a change of pace. It was, uh, it's funny because I was just talking to... Ariana yesterday was talking about this new challenge basically uh, it was a fitness challenge but it's not just about fitness 75 hard yes yes but it's 75 uh, 75 soft, soft. yeah because yeah. it's more realistic mm-hmm. um, and I was just like you know that's something and then um, I also uh, watched something uh, on Twitter and it's basically like you don't have to do whatever that new thing is on like max like you don't have to go without your phone for a whole day uh fast for a whole 24 hours mm-hmm. like no you start off small right like and smaller portions and just slowly get to it right. that's the that's the really hardest part is just starting and some people have a real emotional dependence on mm-hmm. that connection mm-hmm. and in order you know in order to kind of adjust from that you do have to take baby steps you do five minutes today. You do ten minutes tomorrow. You do fifteen minutes the next day. Mm-hmm. You screw up. You start over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's what this that challenge happens. is about. So the original challenge was given by a guy on a podcast, and he's written books about it and stuff. But it's called Seventy Five Parts. So it's seventy five days of so um, you have to eat clean. Um, you know, low carb, no sugar. Like you know, you find a diet, you stick to it for seventy five days. You have to do two workouts every day both 45 minutes one outdoor one indoor read 10 pages of a non-fiction book and then you have to take a progress picture every day just to see like how that right there not <laughs> happening right. <laughs> just, to see, just to see how it works out but then other people have taken it they're like this is way too hard it's not going to fit into my schedule let's do 75 soft so it's just you know a 30 to 45 minute workout a day you still got to read the 10 pages in whatever book not necessarily a, a non-fiction book um, you know, you still take your progress picture and then, you know, you, you eat clean basically, you know, it's yeah. not, but it's not just a super hard diet. And so it's more about developing this mental toughness rather than this physical toughness. But, you know, you are going to see some physical changes. Um, but I just thought it was cool that all these people were like challenging themselves and then they're using social media for good to have accountability partners yes. and, Hey, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing yes. because you know, social media can get so twisted and you still had the, that negativity, but they were also developing this mental toughness and doing like saying, Hey, this is good for me. Like, even if I screw up, I got this far. So, um, you know, there's people saying that they even had dreams about just them eating like Sour Patch Kids and stuff at the end of this challenge. And they're like, I don't even eat Sour Patch Kids. Like, that's not Ooh. something I do. Um, but, that's you know, it's just like, 
<laughs> it's just like them them getting into this mindset of doing it, but it's um, they're able to just you know they were able to disconnect from all the negativity and then put this mental toughness in place because they've done that for themselves and they're mm-hmm. just about getting started. So I thought it, it was is. really cool because it's it's just eight weeks of you know building this new routine and building this new life, and so a lot of them have stuck stuck with it. So they and they have restarted it. And I thought it was really cool. Absolutely, yeah. That's you know very similar to what I did start I mean I've done it before on and off but since October I'm like I've been straight up you know Sunday I don't eat clean the rest of the week you know I want the taco pizza I don't even I don't even eat potatoes and these little french fries are like man you could you could eat because that's always there but 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 you're right it's like you have to starting is the hardest part mm-hmm. And for me, back in October of last year, it was like it's a must. It was a must if I want to. If I want to keep living, mm-hmm. if I'm going to keep being able to drive, if I want to be able to like you know, we're not going bye-bye. stand up and preach. Yeah. I've got to do some. I got to do this. So mm-hmm. so there was it was a have to, um, and maybe I mean we get there spiritually with all the noise. We don't notice it. And it's easier to be like, just go through the same thing with, with you know, your, your diet. If you, if you just go through the, the noise of life, you don't really pay attention to it until all of a sudden you're like, what happened? Mm-hmm. What, you know? And so I think it's, you guys are right. I mean, we, you, you're right. We know what we should do. We should mm-hmm. unplug 10 minutes, either in the morning or in the evening, middle of the day, whatever, and just sit and be still. Because that's what, Psalm 4610, be still and know I am God. Be still and know. Go ahead. Go ahead and sing, Caleb. We need to do a podcast where you just sing songs. I'd be like, go ahead. You know, but I think we know that here. Mm-hmm. We may even feel it here when we talk about it. Because we're, we're all right now thinking, man, I, I need to, I don't probably need to be doing this. But the real challenge is with what you're, this, this, uh, workout thing you're talking about and how social media has being used to help with accountability and stuff that's that's one of the huge things with me with instagram and i don't i have not been in the gym for five years and i was before that i was basically you call me a gym rat i was either mm-hmm. i was either at the church or the gym and then i'd be home the church and the gym then i'd be home right and I'm like, I miss the gym. Yeah, well, I do too. So that's why Instagram has become my gym, my accountability for that. And I was doing that with with Snapchat and Facebook stories, but then uh, it just got to a point where I was like, I literally burned myself out. So I was like, Yeah, this feels good. I'm doing so good. Um, but it was also finding that balance between like, Hey, this is like healthy, and then this has become right. an unhealthy obsession, and you're not okay. Right. So. Yeah, because it can be. You don't need to add. You don't need to have another obsession yeah. that becomes an unhealthy thing. It's, it, sh- it should be there in a healthy way. So, but you're right. I think that's going to be our challenge. So that's kind of I can kind of wrap up the podcast, and then we can keep talking or whatever. But I think that's kind of the takeaway from this is like to, to hear the voice of God, who is as close as a whisper. We've got to find a way to hear that voice through the that white noise, and the only way to do that. Is to do what he said. He, he said, um, "Go out and stand at the entrance of the cave." It's like just, just, just go out and just stand there. Just stand there. And then the voice said, "What are you doing here?" I mean, he gave him his instructions from there. So I would say that would be our 
our takeaway, and then again, I'm planning on just kind of the plan, preaching on this in a few weeks, and that's probably going to be like the next step. Um, may even set up something for us to like accountability, where if I have to, I'd be like texting you every day. Did you take your five minutes today? You be have you turned your? He's like, and you can be like, not answer me, and be like, oh, my phone was off, Pastor Steve. Yeah. Was right. it? Okay. Was it though? Okay. <laughs> was it I though? saw that delivered notification. <laughs> okay. I saw red at eight twelve. Okay. That's Why I went from red to delivered, huh? <laughs> 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 you know, some people be doing that, they cut it off. They're like, oh man, I hope they didn't, I didn't see, see it. it. Right. Oh no, man, it was a glitch. You know, Apple does that sometimes, right? <laughs> so there you go. We got a glitch. We're wrapping up this podcast with the glitch. <laughs>